attributed to Mark tells us the apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest for a while. For many were coming and going, and the disciples had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Come away to a deserted place all by yourself and rest a while. The great teacher knew the wisdom of rest. He knew the value of relaxing and re-energizing. The rabbi knew a leader could not work all the time without doing damage, damage to the leader and damage to the people. Jesus knew the importance of time away from the crowds. He instructed his disciples to rest. Likewise, he instructs us as well. I have given my very best to this congregation for five years. We have had many successes in those five years and some awful, awful struggles, too. When I arrived at First Herrick and Concord five years ago, you were all still reeling from a difficult last year with Gary Smith, tumultuous interim years with Elaine Paris Luha, and a heartbreaking farewell to Jenny Rankin. Your standing committee had been through fire. Your staff was siloed and wary. Your annual pledge campaign started in March and ended sometime in October. And the anxiety around here was so high, I have likened it to a siren going off on the steeple of this church 24 hours a day. We are a long way from all that five years later. And there's still a ways to go. Even in five years, we have not begun to talk about how the vote on Jenny Rankin's ministry split the church and deeply divided relationships here. We have not begun to talk about the way Pam Howell's resignation continues to fester and cause unnecessary outbursts and triangulation. We have not begun to talk about the hundred members who left First Herrick during the interim years, disillusioned enough by this congregation never to return. We have swept much under the carpet here at First Herrick. We have gone on as if nothing unpleasant happened here. So we need to take another look at ourselves. We know that old hurts don't go away. They just camp out in the background, waiting to insert themselves into any conversation. It's not that leaders haven't been busy they have been and I have been. We have been like Jesus' disciples in that many were coming and going and we have had no leisure even to eat. Though we know life never slows down on its own, 
you still think you can get ahead by just working harder and harder and harder. Well, I for one am going to stop for a little bit. I'm going on a much needed sabbatical in December, January, and February. I am tired, I am badly in need of rest, my stores are depleted, my imagination is dry, my spirit needs to be recharged. I am thankful to have a sabbatical worked into my schedule soon. I intend to heed Jesus' invitation to come away to a deserted place all by myself to rest for a while. Our congregation generously grants me three weeks of sabbatical leave per year of service. It also stipulates that I am to take a sabbatical in year five, six, or seven. In other words, don't put it off too long. This time away from church is part of the congregation's insurance plan to keep its senior minister from burning out. For me, the sabbatical comes just at the right time. I am tired, but I am not burned out. I'm excited about the things that we will do together when I come back. Three months is also not so long to be away as to be disruptive to church life, and winter is a good time to lie low a little bit anyway. Sending me away for three months will ultimately benefit all of us. Time spent on a sabbatical is not like time spent on vacation. A sabbatical promises some of the leisure of vacation, but it is unstructured time that has a purpose. In the day-to-day, week-to-week, year-to-year life of the church, I do not have time to read and reflect as much as I would like. I don't have time enough to get the continuing education that I need and I don't often have enough time to invest in friendships outside of the church. Working six days a week and evenings each week takes its toll on my social life. Much of my sabbatical time will be spent getting my life back in balance. Some of you have asked me what what plans I have for my sabbatical. I'll have a combination of things planned. I will start the three months the three months with a trip to Honduras with the UU College of Social Justice. I've long wanted to do one of their solidarity trips, and this one is particularly intriguing. Its description says, join us on an interfaith feminist delegation to Honduras. That alone is intriguing enough. This journey will focus on the specific struggles, strategies, and resilience of women in Honduras who are fighting for their rights and to protect the earth from the ravages of corporate mines and dams. This journey is inspired by the way feminist groups in Honduras have come together to vision and fight for a more just future. This journey will deepen our understanding of feminist leadership and vision, strengthen solidarity with our Honduran partners awaken participants to some of the root causes of of migration and prepare us for advocacy and accompaniment when we return home. I'll depart on this trip right after Thanksgiving. From mid-December on, I will be mostly enjoying unstructured time 
letting my brain relax a little bit, if you will. I have a trip planned with friends to Mexico and five nights in Havana, Cuba. How fun does that sound? And I will attend the annual conference of the senior ministers of large UU congregations in Los Angeles in February as well. I imagine it will take part of the sabbatical to just figure out what the rest of the sabbatical should be. You won't see me for three months while I'm on sabbatical, but you'll be in good hands. The church staff and the standing committee and I have carefully planned ways to keep the church functioning smoothly in my absence. Reverend Marion Weisel will increase her hours to full time and will be the acting head of staff. Ministerial intern Laurel Gray right here will help Marion cover the pastoral needs of the congregation and everyone else on staff will continue in their roles to make sure First Parish functions smoothly. A series of guest ministers will fill the pulpit, including the UUA president and the new president of the Unitarian Universalist Service Committee. It will be exciting to come to church. I encourage you to come on Sundays as often as you can. Oh, and yes, Christmas Eve will happen too. As usual, we will open our doors to everyone that evening, offering a night of story, music, and candlelight at all four services. My hope is that the church runs so smoothly this winter that you barely notice that I am gone. When I return on March 1st, I expect to be well-rested and ready to go. We will kick off our annual pledge campaign the first Sunday I'm back with a festive celebration Sunday. Together, we will finish the church year strong. I will be able to share with you some of what I learned during my time away. The rest will do me good, and I assure you it will do you good as well. I'll close by reading again those wonderful opening lines from the 19th century sailing novel, Moby Dick, by the Unitarian novelist Herman Melville. I'm sure each of us can relate to his words. I invite you to do with them what you will. Some years ago, never mind how long precisely, having little or no money in my purse and nothing particular to interest me on shore, I thought I would sail about a little bit and see the watery part of the world. It is a way I have of driving off the spleen and regulating the circulation. Whenever I find myself growing grim about the mouth, whenever it is a damp, drizzly November in my soul, whenever I find myself involuntarily pausing before coffin warehouses, and bringing up the rear of every funeral I meet. And especially, whenever my hypos get such an upper hand of me that it requires a strong moral principle to prevent me from deliberately stepping into the street and methodically knocking people's hats off, then I account it high time to get to the sea as soon as I can. So be it. Amen.